Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are in the world. I'm James Schofield, the writer of the stories in season two of this podcast, Behind the Bottom Line. Can I ask you a question? What do you really know about the people you work with? What I've learned is that everybody has an unusual story to tell about themselves and the things that they've done. Over the years, I've turned these people and events into short stories for various magazines. In each episode of Behind the Bottom Line, I read you my original story, and afterwards I tell you something about its real-life background. Today's story is called Video Games, and while you're listening, ask yourself, what are you prepared to do at work to get something you really want? Roddy looked at the silver object in his hand. It was heavy and powerful. He hoped he could do this quickly and that he would feel nothing. He looked for one last time at his familiar reflection in the mirror and lifted the object to his head, hand-shaking, then put it down again, breathing fast. But he knew he had to do it. He, Roddy Baldwin, junior librarian from the British Library in London, had been sent to work in the Department of European Library Institutions, Delhi for short, in Brussels. What he needed now was to win a competition against his colleagues from the other national libraries of the European Union. Again, he raised the electric hair clippers to his head and this time began to shave off his hair. The competition had started a month earlier when the head of the department, Mr van Groep, informed them that the European Commission wanted to make a film about Delhi's work. The film team would focus on one person in the department and follow him or her around for a week. What kind of person are they looking for, Mr Van Groep? asked Roddy. Oh, somebody to make libraries look exciting and fun, I believe. I'll make a recommendation to them next month when they visit, he replied before continuing the meeting. During the coffee break, they all laughed at the idea. Fun, said Florian, an authority on medieval manuscripts from the Staatsbibliothek in Berlin. There are more serious things to focus on in Europe today, no? Everybody agreed. Then they all went home and began plotting how to win this competition. Bjorn, a document storage expert from the National Library of Sweden in Stockholm, used a scientific method. He spent a weekend analysing videos produced by the Commission and made a list of the most frequent character types. On Monday, it was clear that something awful had happened to him. His cool Scandinavian suits, open-necked white shirts and quiet intellectual personality had been replaced by something much more colourful. That evening, Roddy took him to a nearby pub for a drink. Well, yes, thank you kindly, Bjorn said, slapping him on the back. I don't mind if I do. I'll have a pint of Guinness, that I will. As they stood at the bar waiting for their drinks, Bjorn loosened his emerald green tie, which was covered in little gold harps. Sure, Ruddy, and it's a fine man you are, Bjorn continued when the drinks arrived. He looked round and said in a cheerful voice, Do you think we might have a sing-song in here later? Bjorn, said Roddy, you don't like Guinness, you never sing, and you're wearing a truly ugly tie. 
Why are you pretending to be Irish? You aren't even any good at it. Bjorn looked around to see if anybody was listening. I've done my homework, he whispered. The Irish have total control of the European Commission. 78% of all people interviewed in the 289 videos I watched are Irish, so my chances of being the star of this video are statistically much better if I act Irish too. Shlante! Roddy shook his head sadly, drank his beer and went home. As he left, Bjorn was singing the Wild Rover. And so it continued. Florian grew a little consultant's beard under his bottom lip and invested in a smartphone. Petra from the National Library in Helsinki began wearing makeup, contact lenses and shorter skirts. Only Roddy couldn't find a new image until one evening at the cinema when he saw Bruce Willis. Yes, he thought, that should be the new look for librarians, tough, sexy and definitely exciting. The next morning, Roddy shaved off his hair. He arrived slightly late for the ten o'clock department meeting and the people from the film company had gone out to get coffee. His colleagues were already sitting in the meeting room. Roddy's bald head caused a sensation and to his surprise, they suddenly all seemed to believe he would win the video role. Wow, said Florian, we don't have a chance. Yeah, added Bjorn as he took off his green tie. No chance. Bruce Willis, look. Brilliant. He's... started Petra. Well, well, said Mr. Van Groep as he entered the room, followed by two strangers, a man and a woman. This is why you're called Roddy Baldwin, yes? Everybody laughed politely. But please, continued Mr. Van Groep, my guests, he waved his hand at the people who were clearly from the film company, are here to select our star, and so we... The guests had been whispering to each other, but then the woman leant forward, looked at Roddy, and said, You! You've got just the right look for the central character. Even your name's great. Roddy went pink with pleasure. They were talking about him. Tough, sexy, and exciting. Oh, thank you, said Roddy. That's wonderful. But I'd like to suggest another name for my character in the video. Let's hear it. Well, what about Bruce? Like Bruce Willis, began Petra again. He's so... Bruce, the woman said slowly. Bruce. Yes, that could work. Bruce the bookworm. There was a moment's silence. Florian, Bjorn and Petra seemed to stop breathing. Bruce? Bruce the... The who? asked Roddy quietly. Bruce the bookworm, she answered. I was telling your colleagues just before you arrived. This video is for children, so we need somebody fun and friendly. We have this bright red worm costume made out of latex. And with your whole head painted red, I think you're going to look really cute, said Petra. Just like Bruce Willis. Video Games was written for Business Spotlight in 2012 and I think what you can see very clearly here is how much I kind of wish that I had 
managed to find myself a job working for the European Commission. Now, it's not the European Commission's fault that I don't work for them. I never applied. Um, but I've always thought it would be a really cool place to work. Um, you've got the uh, people from all over Europe working there. You're working on all sorts of interesting projects uh, which directly affect people's lives. So I've always had this, perhaps it's a slightly romantic vision of what it would be like to work for the European Commission. And I suppose also it, um, European Commission reflects my, my ideal really that um, people from different nations come together in order to work on, on common projects for uh, everybody's benefit. Now this of course is not how the European Commission is seen by a lot of people in the UK. Um, and what I can, what I also think in the story is I'm making a little bit of fun of the European Commission. And um, this is perhaps uh, typical, I suppose, of, of many people, particularly in 2012, where we didn't, where uh, British people didn't see um, membership of the European Union as anything other than total. There was never any idea entered my head that Britain would ever leave the European Union. And although I'm poking gentle fun at the European Commission here, unfortunately there are an awful lot of people who are uh, an awful lot more vicious and amoral in the things that they said, things they invented about the European Commission. Um, and sadly that is something which led to Brexit. I like the idea that the people working for this fictitious department, I should hastily point out, sometimes in some of my stories people have got a little bit upset about things I've said uh, about the patent amp, for example. But the Department of European Library Institutions, or DELI, um, is entirely fictitious. As far as I know, I haven't managed to find any references to it in any uh, on the uh, on the internet. Uh, anyway, I like the idea that the people working for Delhi, so um, essentially librarians, could be infected by this desire for for fame and stardom, and that they would um, transition from their normal selves into something completely different when the prospect of appearing in a video film was dangled before them. Um, and you might wonder why it was that I um, made Bjorn, uh, my cool Swede, um, decide to turn all Irish. And this was um, actually uh, something of an urban legend, I think, um, that um, I bought into a little bit at that time, which was that the Irish made up an awful lot of the people working in the European Commission and um, since then I've done actually a bit more research maybe I should have done it before I wrote the story but anyway at the time uh, it seemed to me every time I clicked on an information film about the EU there was always some sort of Irish participation in it so I got the feeling that although the Irish are a relatively small part of the European Union in terms of numbers that they actually had a very active role in the European Commission and so I thought, okay, um, it would be funny if Bjorn, who is very cool and laid back, should try to remake him, reinvent himself, um, have a makeover as uh, as somebody Irish. And what you can also see is with the character Florian, um, 
from Germany, Florian grows himself a little consultant's beard just beneath his bottom lip. And this back in 2012 was quite fashionable um, and I was working around a lot of consultants and these little moustaches, not, not moustaches, these little beards that they grew underneath their bottom lip. So no moustache, no beard anywhere else, just a little um, piece of fluff growing underneath their bottom lip used to really annoy me. Uh, I always used to think it looked like they'd uh, left some of their breakfast uh, on their on their face before they'd come into work. Um, but it was very cool for a time um, and so that's why I decided to give that to Florian. And Roddy deciding that in order to make himself look cool and uh, awesome, he should try to make himself look like Bruce Willis. That amused me. Um, I think it's always very interesting when you have an actor like Bruce Willis, who, of course, is probably most famous for his um, tough guy roles, like John McClane in Die Hard. But he's also done an awful lot of other things as well. Um, and so Roddy obviously sees... Bruce Willis in his diehard role as uh, rough, tough, and uh, extremely cool. Um, but Petra sees him somewhat differently. Petra sees him as perhaps uh, one the comic character in Friends who dates Rachel for uh, three episodes, um, or as RJ the raccoon in Over the Hedge. And I think it's interesting how two people with a similar background could have a very different image of a particular person depending which films they've seen that person in. So I hope that video games amused you and that like me you see Bruce Willis as pretty cute really. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Behind the Bottom Line. I'll be back next week with a story called 99% with two of my most popular characters Julie and Paula. I say they're my most popular characters because of all the stories in Behind the Bottom Line, those which include Julie and Paula get the most listeners. Anyway, yours and my favourite anarchists are working for a bank now and I can guarantee a fair amount of chaos. Please subscribe on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcast or whichever app you use to make sure you never miss an episode and tell your friends, write an online review or write to me directly at James. .rupert.schofield at gmail.com to let me know what you think. Until the next episode of Behind the Bottom Line, this is James Schofield saying goodbye.